rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. Yo, what's up, guys? Hello. How's it going? How's it sound? You guys will let me know in a minute, right? Everything is loud. Am I here? All right. Let me know if it sounds good. It sounds weird in my headphones. This is Tara Devlin. This is unapologetic liberal talk on the right side of history, decency, dignity, democracy, humanity, and God, God knows we need that. So we meet here every Friday evening around this time, 8 p.m., in the 8 p.m. vicinity, Eastern Standard Time. Thank you guys for your flexibility. This is how it is, you know. I'm exhausted from life, so this is a one-man band, and really, it's our show. So if you can become a patron, please do at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin to keep the show going and growing. And yeah, and also, if you're on other platforms, because we're on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and rockfin.com, you can sign up at Rockfin, and you can also become a member of Rockfin and get some exclusive content, but this show is also bundled with other shows, other like-minded shows, I think. I don't know. There's a lot of right-wingers over there, so maybe you want to give it a go. Give it a shot and teach them how to be normal. I know. It's a lot to ask. I'm exhausted. I can't do it. And where else? Oh, yes, FYINation.com, another independent liberal station that you know and love. And if you can, support it, please. You know, $2 a month, anything. Like I say, even uh, $2 a month on the Tara Buster patron page makes, it does make a difference. So if you can afford it and you feel like uh, what we're doing here is important, if you feel like it's as important as I know it is, then yeah okay thank you jim on the chat jim's giving me the a-okay for the sound awesome i love it i love it see that's what i'm saying this is a community show the producer is asleep over there so i let's let's keep it down you know so he can rest also um like i was saying oh yes if you're on any other platform come on over to youtube.com slash c for channel slash tower to hang out with the cool kids on uh, yeah we have a lot of awesome people in the chat in fact i i do believe we have the best chat room in the independent liberal media in my opinion we do because we have actual i mean it's we have not i mean of course everybody has real people in the chat we also have some bots that stop by that honestly the bots tell us we're doing it correctly because when they send bots at you you know that you're you're triggering them somehow but we have real sincere patriots who care for each other and i think uh yeah um that's probably one of the it really is one of the the most the things that i'm proud of the most that's what i'm trying to say as far as creating the show we're getting the word out we're reclaiming patriotism and we're building a community of like-minded caring normal people who can support each other through this difficult time Uh, and on the chat uh, people are asking about billy little billy lily 
the community cat who I um, had a suspicion. So for those who don't know, I, I do um, volunteer work for New York City Feral Cat Initiative, and which means I help trap, neuter, and return community cats, also care for them in, after we do you know, trap, neuter, and return them. And unfortunately, the, what happens is you find friendly cats in these communities because people suck and they dump their animals rather than go uh, to a shelter or God knows what happens. I mean, there's many different scenarios. Maybe somebody died and the people cleaning out the house don't want to deal with it and they just let the animal out the door and uh, or obviously they would have to drive them somewhere because I'm sure the animal would stick around in the neighborhood. But so this particular cat showed up one day He's pretty young, and he's in the bedroom right now. Uh, he's doing great, I have to say. He is probably the friendliest community cat I ever trapped, and I feel really bad for him. Let me show you. I feel bad that, that he had to go through this. And the other thing is I have there's no doubt in my mind he was abused. That's the other thing, because when I move my hand fast, yeah, he he flinches, so yeah, an animal wouldn't do that unless they've been they've been abused. And um, it's a matter. He's in the bedroom now. Of course, Ray and Tara Junior Junior, the producer, and uh, Francis Junior Junior are not happy about it. <laughs> Ray busted in the room when I opened the door. He ran in because he wanted to see what the hell was going on, and. There's little Billy Lily in the cage, and he's like, started started hissing at him. And I said, oh, how quickly we forget, Ray, when that was you, right? So, but Billy Lily's doing great, and I'll show you. I, I have to tell you, I, I cut his nails, okay? There you go. This is a community cat. He was, he's only been on, I mean, he's only been in captivity for eight days, and he's already... Um, he's already, he's doing wonderful. He's going to be a great pet for somebody, somebody really lucky, because I think he's, he's easy to, he's easy to care for his, he has some, uh, a slight infection in one of his eyes. He's getting medication. He is so good just giving him the medication. He's better than Tara Jr. Jr. And all my other cats that <laughs> he's better. So whoever gets him is going to have just a lot of love and and uh, just have a lot of cuteness in their life. That's all. He's And he's, he's so soft, too. That's the other thing. He's incredible. I would keep him if I could. I really would. But he's... Look, here he is playing like a little cat should. He was very scared when I... He, he really didn't know what to do. So... He started playing, and, uh, you know, then he got a little... I mean, he's a little overwhelmed, I guess, with the new life. Let me see. Let me show you a picture that says it all. It says it all. Oh, actually, I think I have them on the computer. It's probably easier to show. But so while I'm looking up the, the pictures of Billy Lily on the computer, let me 
talk about what we're going to talk about tonight. Of course, we'll talk about Ginny Thomas and the fascists uh, that are in this government. And also, um, oh, Mark is on. Mark wanted to, let me see. I have to help my, okay, Mark's not going to call in. Mark Middlestad, our millennial correspondent, was going to call in, but now he can't. That's okay. We'll get you next time, Mark. And so, oh yeah, here we go. Come on, guys, I know. Thank you for for understanding. Let me show you this picture of Billy Lily. It's going to be worth it when I get it up here. Here we go. Look at that picture. Look at that cat. He's laying on his back in my arms. That's a community cat? I mean, that cat's been off the street eight days. Isn't that crazy? And he's the cutest. So, just an adorable creature. But, yeah, I can't, I can't keep him. Even though I did think about it for a minute. But, but three is enough. I have a one-bedroom apartment. It's difficult enough with three, but four would be madness. Oh, my God. We got some super chats. Thank you, Richard W., for your super chat. Another great show, Tara. And thank you, Jim, for your super chat. Oh, Ginny. <laughs> oh, my God. We'll, we'll get into it. And thank you, Jeffrey Giraffe, for your incredibly generous super chat. You win the super chat challenge tonight. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you, Jeffrey. I guess... Uh, I don't know what I'd do without you guys, really. Jeffrey and your, uh, and your, your, I guess your sidekick, right? <laughs> is Jeffrey, who's the, who is the, you know, I mean, is Jeffrey the avatar or is Joey? Who is the, the real, will the real controller stand up? Okay. Well, thank you, Jeffrey. <laughs> Jeffrey is amazing. And so is Joey. Thank you, Joey. All right, guys. Yeah, I know. Winston, isn't he amazing? So we're already trying to, of course, find someone. He might... I'm trying to get him into Baidui or or get him a, a forever home, which would be ideal, right? But we have to get somebody who we trust and who's vetted so he doesn't have to go through that again, what he went through, living on the streets, and it's pathetic. It really was. All right, well, uh, that's the first block. Oh, my God. It goes by so fast. This is Tara Devlin. We are talking about liberal stuff. We'll be right back. All right, let me get... What was the other thing I wanted to show you? Oh, you wanted to, you want to see Billy Lilly where he lived? And then we'll talk about it. And be, see, if we weren't living in fascism, this is what we would be talking about on the show. It would just be about things yeah. that we do to make the world a better place. Not fighting fascism. Who wants to fight fascism? I'm exhausted. Let me show you this, this sad, sad little place where he lived. Come on, Boo Boo. You're a good girl. Well, that's when we thought he was a girl. I'm going to lower the volume because my voice is annoying. I'm doing like that. Come here, boop, boop, boop. Look at him. Look. Isn't that sad? You see him there? Freezing out. 
can barely see him, right? I'll show you. I'm just scrubbing through it. There he is. Look. That's where he lived. Sad. Oops, that's the same picture. Okay. Let's get to work here. But now he doesn't have to live like that anymore. And, yeah, people suck. Who, uh, who would hit a creature like that? He's definitely been abused, like I said. Because he's... He flinches, like... Like this, he closes his eyes and he goes like that when I move my hand. So that, yeah, an animal wouldn't do that unless they were abused, he think. Yeah, and the hand is, is, a, is a weapon. But, yeah, but anyway, all right. This is what we're up against. Okay, let me, let me think, where, where do we want to start? Let's start with Ginny, and, but it's also, I wanted to talk about what... I saw this morning on Morning Joe, and you guys know that I am, I, I, it's kind of my dirty morning habit, and then I've been listening to Thomas Reynolds on FYI Nation, the nosy liberal, to, as sort of like a, a cleanser after I watch Morning Joe. I get my coffee, I'll sit there, I'll scream at the screen a little bit. And then I'll go sit down in front of the computer and I'll listen to Thomas. So that gets me back into, uh, kind of tamps down the rage. So I was watching, so watching Morning Joe, Bob Woodward, this explosive, he's always having explosions. And uh, what what took him so long, right? This is what is so annoying. He's, all right, we, he knew. He knew that COVID was deadly and that Trump knew that, yet we had to wait for the book to come out. And here's another example, in my opinion. I don't know how long he's been sitting on these texts that Ginny Thomas is texting Mark Meadows the chief of staff to the filthy tax cheating draft dodging dictator envying con man with the fake university and the vitamin scam and texting him to keep the faith i mean the the kind of rhetoric that she employs is right from the pages of 4chan and qanon and clearly she and her husband slash best friend Uncle Clarence Thomas are corrupt. They are corrupt. Of course they are. And it's not a secret, so let's not get out the fainting couch. We've known this for a long time. It's just now, I guess, it's, it's getting into the mainstream. But tonight, I mean, this morning, not tonight, every day merges into uh, one big long day. So, yeah, so... Um, on Morning Joe, Bob Woodward was on, and, well, first, let's read some of the texts that Ginny Thomas, this is from the Washington Post, Virginia Thomas, a conservative activist, which now means a kook. What is a conservative activist? You know, another thing I keep hearing on mainstream media is how She's entitled to her views. Of course she is. But is 
is she entitled? I don't know. Are you, I guess you're entitled to believe absolute nonsense, I suppose, but are you entitled to a direct line to the halls of power? You're sleeping with Uncle Clarence Thomas, your best friend. And the irony is, this is how another reason I can't stand these Republicans. They, the, do they have a mirror? You know what I mean? It's just like Putin. Whatever Putin says, you better know that, that, yeah, whatever Putin says others are doing, that's what he's doing. And same thing with the fascists. Here's Ginny Thomas whining about elites of power grabs. Wait, hold on. We are witnessing an acceleration of power grabs in Washington. This is from 2010. It's the left's version of shock and awe. <laughs> if our rights are loaned to the government and ruled by an elite in Washington that thinks they know better, we are living in a diminished state of liberty right now. And freedom has never been this fragile. What fr- she's talking about, this is in 2010. What is she talking about? She's, she, when she was a, a, a in a fever dream about the tyranny of Obamacare? Yeah. But she's talking about the elites. The elites are going to rule our lives. What, who is more elite than the wife of a Supreme Court justice who can text the White House chief of staff? You know what I mean? But she's not an elite? Who's an elite? In their upside-down, bizarro world, Republicans are afraid. This is what, you know, we're the, the people who want, who are advocating for living wages, health care, retirement security, the, the, the very pillars of democracy, public education, you know, a system that works for more than just Ginny Thomas and Uncle Clarence, right? But that's who are, that's, it's like, this is the elite in their world. It's sort of like how the conspiracy of the rich against the rest of us, which has been going on since recorded history, um, that's not, you know, it's not the conspiracy of that, that which we should point to it's the it's those who have absolutely no power trying to grasp at you know freedom some immigrant crossing the border that's somebody who uh, is uh, is a tyrant you know what i mean it's like upside down world and somebody you know i mean even just giving this speech she's why didn't somebody go up there and smack her across this face and say, snap out of it? You're in a dream. You're in a fever dream. You're delusional. Who is more elite than somebody who can tell the White House chief of staff that he has to, uh, that we're fighting against good and evil, and he has to keep the faith for this great president? Do not concede. Wait, hold on. Oh, shit. Do not concede. Do not concede. Where is it? It takes time for the army who is gathering for his back. 
What? What arm? Oh, you're talking about the army with the with the bear spray and the cattle prods? Thomas, so on November 10th, this is from the Washington Post, Thomas drew a reply from Meadows. She wrote, Mark, I want to text you and tell you for days you are in my prayers. Oh, these pricks. Who will burn in hell. If there is a hell, they're burning in hell. But they're not satisfied merely to burn in hell. They want to make sure we're all living in hell on earth. The way that, where we have absolutely no say in the system that the founders fought a revolution to entrust to us, and they're not the elites? She's not elite. Um, I, I, I'd like to text Mark Meadows a few things. I, unfortunately, I'm in my uh, apartment in Queens. But according to Ginny Thomas, I'm the elite. Because we're advocating for living wages. We're advocating for a country that the, where the 80% don't live check to check. Where the majority can save $400. Where there aren't good schools and bad schools or, or uh, idiots talking about uh, non- absolute nonsense. Like critical race theory. Oh my God to okay all right i'm getting all over the place so let me let me just focus on this mark i want to tell you you're in my prayers she continued by urging him to get help this great president stand firm help this great president great what 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 is so great about him according to them oh shit did i just do it again i just stopped Oh no. Why did I do that? You see what I did? I stopped the dim. What do I do? What time is it? 8.30? Should I start the show over? Maybe I will. Maybe I'll start over. We'll do it two hours from here. Because I can't even handle it. You know how long it takes me to... Let me try something here. We're going to start the show over. It's only 8.30. So then it's not really starting over, but you know what I'm saying. I, I, you know, I'm supposed to be able to play two, two things at the same time with this thing. But now I, when I click the laughter, it stopped. Let me see. Okay. And that's playing. <laughs> I know. This is what I'm saying. This is like, a, this a, is a community show rdtdaily.com presents a tarabust don't worry we're gonna hear that again i just want to see if this plays at the same time so that's counting down let's play this and see if it stops yeah it does it stopped should not stop maybe that oh let me try this let me see so this is playing then I have to do that? Since when? Nope, it stopped again. Oh my god. See why I need a producer that's not a cat? Okay. Don't even tell me. So that is going. 
on channel A. And then this. And strike 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 and strike. It's not working. Wow. F you, Farago. You see, I used to, it used to play. It just played. Cancel. It, everything played, and I would be able to play a bunch of sound clips at the same time. All right, well, we'll start over. But it's okay, because we really haven't started. We just talked about the cat, right? So, all right. We do it live. It, it makes my life easier. It's only 8.30, so it makes my life easier because then I don't have to go back and figure out... Because I have to give Progressive Voices a a nine-minute clip, 11-minute clip, a nine, and, like, all different kinds of... all different lengths. That's why the... That's why we have the cues. And if... It's really annoying. It takes me forever to cut down. And I, I'm, I'm tired. I'm tired. But the thing that sucks, I'm going to have to figure out this Farago. That's the little program that's doing the sound effects. I have to figure out why it's doing that. It should not do that. Everything should just play when I press it, you know? It shouldn't stop. So something happened again. You see how that happens? Things happen, and then, I don't know, updates, things change. All right, let's start over. <laughs> Everybody pretend this is the beginning of the show. Be right back. RDTDaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right, everybody. Thank you for hanging out. This is Tara Devlin, unapologetic liberal talk on the right side of history, decency, dignity, democracy, and humanity. Thank you so much. If you can become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin and uh, keep coming back. It works if you work it. So work it. You're worth it. If you're on any other platform, if you feel like hanging out with the best people in general, and the in the greatest chat room in all of the independent liberal media, come on over to youtube.com slash C for channel slash Tarabuster. Because we really do. I'm not just saying that. When you get to the chat room, don't take my word for it. Experience it for yourself. We have amazing, awesome, and sincere patriots and human beings there. We're not just, uh, this is the thing. It's not just the show. It's not just my show. It's our show. And I really am so grateful because I feel like we are building this community of friends who can have each other's backs in this uh, fascist takeover in the, in the last days of the American Republic. And God, we need that. So I, I know for a fact that this the people in this chat room have been incredibly supportive, not just of me, but of each other. So join us, please, please. So, okay, what else? Uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. Give the show a good review on iTunes. Join rockfin.com if you can. 
That's a they have independent and um, original programming, not and the show is bundled with others. But you can also you don't need to pay. There are different levels. You can join for free. But also, yeah, whatever. There's a lot of things I ask you to do. I know it's annoying. But this is it. This is the liberal media. We don't have billionaire benefactors. We have each other, and so. And we, we really are uh, in the last days of the American Republic. If we're not careful, it's going to uh, go away. And actually, a couple of weeks ago, when we, were, we had Tom Hartman on the show, and I was talking about, well, we talk about the end of the Roman Republic, and what really concerns me, and I see this a lot with the... Democrats is that they don't fight. They don't fight with the ferocity that the right-wingers are fighting with. And the other thing is that the, the right-wingers are completely bat-crap crazy. They're, 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 they don't, they're, not, they're not tethered to reality. And they, yet they fight like, um, they really do fight like rabid dogs on a chicken wing when it comes to destroying democracy. When, on the other hand, the Democrats are kind of, uh, trying to fight with strongly worded emails and, uh, petitions, sign this petition. If I have to sign another petition, you know what I mean? Isn't that, it's so tedious sign this petition the th- let's let me give you a clue um anyone who's just passing through the republican it doesn't matter petitions when you have legal bribes built right into the system your petition whoopee doopy it's sort of like what what J- Dick Cheney said when he was confronted with the fact that the American people didn't want to want the war in, uh, you know, their war of choice in the Middle East for the last 20 years. And what did Dick Cheney say? So? They, so? So what? So what? That, that sums up the Republicans. It really does, because they don't like democracy. And not only are we going to talk about Ginny Thomas today, I also want, there's another clip we're going to talk about, this Nick Fuentes, who is, uh, you know, in, in the normal functioning Democratic Republic, he would be the fringe, but yet he's becoming more of the mainstream Republican Party. He is an open white nationalist. He's a Nazi. That's the he's the Nazi that uh, Marjorie Trader Green spoke with or spoke of, spoke at some conference that he that he organized, and nothing happened. Of course, you know Marjorie Trader Green. They could because this is their base, but we're going to talk about him too, actively, openly saying what I've been saying for years is, namely specifically that republicans hate democracy and uh, they've only given lip service to democracy all these years and i and i mean it's rep- it's conservatives and we know that republicans are they're infants they're kind of they suffer from infantilism probably sexually too i don't know but they you know what infantilism is 
it's like grown men being dressed in diapers and wanting um they hire like a, a mommy to change them and things it's usually republicans who engage in things like that because they're they're sick and rather than get the help they need I, I guess maybe, you know, whatever, if you're not hurting anybody, but it also betrays a weird kind of brain, you know, but but they don't get the help they need. They inflict their manias on the on the world. So instead of uh, just seeking help, because ask, asking for help requires courage and they don't have courage. You say they'd rather go around looking like they think, uh, you know, like the like the um, the saying, "Pride comes before the fall," right? And that's them. This, they're not proud. They're just they're just stupid, and they th- they want everybody to think like Trump. You know, he's the greatest, the best, the uh, never made a mistake, uh, walks on water. Everything he touched turns to what turns to turns to lawsuits and bankruptcies but um according to Ginny thomas he's a great president what's so great okay let me let me play this clip of Ginny thomas because so, we're going to talk about her but the other thing i wanted to bring up was this morning watching my my morning habit morning joe so i i watch so basically i wake up i get my coffee I watch Morning Joe for a couple, as long as I could stand it, and then I tune into Thomas Reynolds at FYI Nation, the nosy liberal, to, to I guess, uh, to cleanse my, my brain out, to cleanse my palate. But uh, this says everything about the Republicans. Just checking, making sure the, the, the music is moving. Moving along. Here's Jenny Thomas in 2010 giving a speech to her fellow fascists. Wait, where the heck is Ecam? Come on, Ecam. We were doing so well. We are witnessing an acceleration of power grabs in Washington. It's the left's version of shock and awe. If our rights are loaned to the government and ruled by an elite in Washington that thinks they know better, we are living in a diminished state of liberty right now, and freedom oh. has never been this fragile. You, you, you I, I'm trying not to curse. I, I really have to do that because apparently um, this is, it has to do with getting on Pacifica or something. So I have to stop the cursing. That's why I'm trying not to curse. But um, who is she talking about? The elites. This is the thing with Republicans. Elite. She's the wife of a Supreme Court justice who has access to the most powerful so-called con man on earth. She can text the chief of staff of the tax-cheating, draft-dodging dictator and being fake con man who, well, fake president who, not fake con man, so-called president who received fewer votes. She could text him, but she's talking about the elites. This is why I can't stand them, besides everything else. They're, they're so full of, of it. They are up to their, the tippy tops of their heads with BS. 
elites and she's and and this was is in uh, some speech in 2010 she's talking about obamacare you know freedom freedom is being infringed on if you can't needlessly die without health care freedom is um the elites telling us what to do no honey it's government promoting the general welfare over the welfare of uh you your sick ass greed-centered ghosts of the gilded age who want to destroy democracy and that's what it's about and it always is it's always been about destroying democracy and that's why i'm going to play that nick fuentes clip later we'll talk about it because he says exactly what i've been saying that Republicans hate democracy. He's saying he loves, he he wants a monarchy. He wants an autocracy. Well, at least he's admitting it. All right, we're back. That sounds a little loud in my headphones. But whatever. But, I mean, the, the cognitive dissonance. She, and no one walked up on stage. When she's like talking about the elites, you know, she's the elites, honey, you're the elite. You and Uncle Clarence Thomas are the elite and you're corrupt and you are the bane of the existence of democracy. The albatrosses around our national neck. You are the enemies, the domestic enemies the founders warned us about. But today, let, let me just get into it. So I'm sure, I'm sure you probably saw all day, uh, maybe, or maybe not, um, people have been talking about these texts that Ginny Thomas, during the insurrection, I mean, she's inciting an insurrection. She's cheering it on. She's telling the White House chief of staff, don't stop pushing for an insurrection. You know, don't give up on the insurrection. Uh, calling President Biden the Biden crime family. This is the wife of a sitting Supreme Court justice who says, I'm going to talk to my best friend. Now, everybody's saying we don't know who the best friend is, but everybody knows apparently that she calls him her best friend, Uncle Clarence. Two disgusting ghosts of the gilded age actually it's worse they're they are ghosts of the dark ages because they're not dragging us back to the gilded age they want to go back to the dark ages and this is what i've been saying for years republicans look at the agenda if they if their agenda comes to fruition we will be Back to the system, the founders fought a revolution to overthrow. And that's what they want. And they want to wrap it in the veneer of democracy. And before, oh, I was talking about, another, you know, when Tom Hartman was on the show and we were talking about the end of the Roman Republic and we, I bring it up a lot. And, um, but one of the things that it reminded, when I'm thinking about the end of the Roman Republic and the Democrats, and this is why the Democrats make me in, insane. They infuriate me. And because 
when the, the end of the Roman Republic, um, you had the two sides. So whatever, you know, we'll get to the point. The, uh, um, the when Brutus, the assassin, one of the assassins of Julius Caesar, uh, the last battle of the Roman Republic, um, was fought against Mark Antony, who was uh, on the other side, right? But he, uh, all during, so it didn't happen overnight. Now, the it didn't go from the, the, the assassins, um, you know, they assassinated Julius Caesar, then there was a period of seeming peace, but... Of course, it was uh, a time when they were both sides were like building up their uh, their power and resources to eventually battle. But so while Brutus was out there talking about the Republic, the Republic, and trying to appeal to reason and um, decency of and tradition of the Republic, the um, the 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 other side, led by Mark Antony and Octavian, were were uh, fighting dirty, and Mark Antony couldn't give a crap about the Republic, and he. So when they assassinated Caesar, they didn't take out Mark Antony because they had principles. They said, "Oh well, this is not some uh, you know cheap assassination. This is a political act," and. Um, killing Mark Antony would be um, would betray that. Would say that we were, uh, you know, fighting dirty. God forbid. And he was the. He, it ended up that he was the general that destroyed that that eventually destroyed the Roman Republic or helped destroy it, and bit them in the ass. And it remi- And this this is what it reminds me of what's going on now, because the Republicans are filthy fascists who have no adherence to truth, justice, and the American way. They don't care. It's not just, it it didn't happen overnight. It's not just this insurrection. We had a mini insurrection in 2000 when they installed a, a president despite receiving fewer votes. I mean, these people receive fewer votes constantly and they remain in power and when they receive fewer they don't care they act like they have a mandate but yet what do the democrats do when they receive the most votes they walk around apologizing and pining for bipartisanship like a friggin battered spouse pining for an abuser exactly right so give me a break Democrats, you know, even with the Katanji Brown Jackson hearings. Oh, I hope we get bipartisan, bipartisan, bipartisan. Who cares? Because why? You need support from the insurrectionists because all of a sudden they're gonna they're gonna see the light of democracy when they have literal Nazis in their party. And they have absolutely no shame. They are shameless, in other words. (laughs) Like Ted Cruz, he's talking about how, um, you know, uh, woke and 
uh, Katanji Brown Jackson and are babies racist and all this other BS when his, uh, his own daughters attend a private school that is anti-racist. He, during the hearing, he held up the uh, Ibram X. Kendi book how to be an anti-racist as if it's such a it's such a uh, a danger it's a threat to the very existence of of america yeah it's a threat it's a threat to the autocracy because we need to have a uh, a system where the american people are together united that's how you unite the american people uh, you you recognize the truth of our racist ass history, and you unite around democracy. You don't say when someone when your fellow Americans explain their American experience and they talk about the pain of that American experience. You don't say, eh, yeah, all I I got pain too. All lives matter. It's like in any relationship, you don't dismiss someone's pain. You recognize it. You honor it. You, you try to make it better. And only a moron doesn't see that. And also, a, uh, not, not just a moron, those, well, I was going to say scumbag, I don't know. Someone who, people who have uh, ulterior motives. They know what they're doing. Ted Cruz's daughters attend a private school that is anti-racist. From the New York Times. The Texas senator aggressively questioned Judge Katanji Brown-Jackson this week for serving on the board of a school overflowing with critical race theory, supposedly. Hold on, we'll be right back. And so back to the New York Times, uh, the St. John's School, where Mr. Cruz's daughters are students, is also an elite institution. Oh, the elites, the elites, with annual tuition topping $32,000. Oh, it must be nice to be the elite. And all he, what does he do all day? He does a podcast. He tweets out Russian propaganda. You see, you guys... Um, we, everything I say, I, I hate to be right. I really do. I want to be wrong about these people, but I, they constantly prove me right. They hate America. They hate democracy. It's not a coincidence that they loved Putin all these years, that they enabled Putin, that they look to, and they still look to him as a role model. And they literally tweet out Russian propaganda and and disparage the American military, which the the cartoon of the Russian military ad that had uh, it looked like something from the Avengers with uh, muscle-bound men f- running around, flying through the, the air and things like that, like just real over-the-top macho nonsense and and uh, in comparison to the american military ad where there's a female 
recruit saying, yeah, I grew up with two mommies or whatever the hell, and I want to defend this country. I want to defend the ideals of democracy. You know, so that, but if you, and, and Ted Cruz didn't like that because he wants the cartoon version and the really the unrealistic fantasy of fascism whereas the ad where the young woman uh, wants to join the military to serve their country that you're you're attracting a better quality of human being when you when you recruit like that but that's the problem with republicans they want psychopaths sociopaths morons but and people just like them uh, irony upon irony of course you don't hear ted cruz you know now in the in the war with ukraine with russia committing war crimes and whatnot where's ted cruz praising the military when you see clips of russian soldiers crying for their mothers. That's the reality. You know what I mean? And Republicans, like everything, live in a fantasy. They live in a bizarro world. They live in a, an infant world. That's why they hate democracy. You get it? Because they, they don't have the maturity. They don't... It takes maturity and a commitment to function in a democracy. They don't have that. They would rather have an autocracy. It's easier. It's easier to steal in an autocracy. They can be scum, the big scums that they are. They don't have to pretend. You know how exhausting it must be for them to pretend to love democracy all the time? They hate it. They do. Prove me wrong. I mean, they're trying to overthrow democracy. They're trying to put this con man back in power after telling us uh, on January 6th, this is the thing, they, they, uh, they you know, um, didn't know which way the insurrection was going to fall. So the, it was hard for them. On January 6th, they were all condemning the tax-cheating, draft-dodging dictator and in common with the fake university. But then they, um, you know, uh, they saw which way the wind was blowing. So like Josh Hawley, insurrectionist-loving Josh Hawley, started selling merchandise with his fist in the air. You know, basically, what is that? giving aid and comfort to the enemy. That's what he was doing. Yeah, go, go. You guys go. Go, get them. Get them with the cattle prods and the zip ties and the bear spray. Go beat them with those Blue Lives Matter flags. You go. And he's, of course, selling merchandise, giving aid and comfort to the enemy. And they are. They are the enemies of the people. And um, give me a break, Democrats. Read some history, Democrats. And, um, you know, read. Read what happened in the last days of the Roman Republic. Who 
Yeah, because people want, uh, just go along to get along. You know, the people are fallible. They are moldable. And they just want to get through the day. Sort of like the, uh, Cicero, great orator. He was not included in the assassin plot against Julius Caesar because, for one reason, they didn't think, they didn't know what he would do if he would tell because he, he had a history of being malleable. And, and you'll see in his writings, after the Roman Republic uh, technically fell to autocracy, he um, initially addresses Augustus, well, he wasn't Augustus yet, um, the young uh, Caesar, that's what he was going by at the time, uh, uh, Octavian, young Caesar, he, and he initially called him by his name, Octavian, and wouldn't call him young Caesar because he didn't. He wrote that it was uh, it would encourage another tyrant to rise up, and not less than three months later in his writings, he was writing about the young Caesar. So, you know, people. People just want to go along to get along. And, you know, uh, thinking of Cicero, what happened to him? You know what happened? When finally, you see how it is. This is why you never kiss ass to uh, autocrats anyway, right? This is why the, the, the founders tr overthrew an autocracy. And this is why this is an experiment. And, uh, you know, we're in big-ass trouble. But Cicero was put on a prescription list, even though he had been a supporter of, uh, of the young Caesar, right? And young Caesar, when it came down to it, um, literally sold him out because Antony wanted him on the list and, uh, you know, he was assassinated. So there you go. You, you, what, what's the point of covering your ass? You know what I mean? Because no, they have no scruples, the, these people. And I'm not talking about the ancients. I'm talking about the, the, the autocrats now. It's the same. And no, there's no reason to study history unless uh, you want to learn history's lessons. The founders did. They, they scoured history. This is why they gave civilian control <clears throat> to the military. Uh, they, because throughout history, especially in the Roman Republic, you, know, you get the um, private armies being loyal to generals and not to the state. And anyway, so... There's a lot to learn, and uh, yeah, we're in big-ass trouble. I, I'm looking for one video. So today on Morning Joe, I was actually, I was looking for this video. I thought I captured it of Republicans on January 6th or thereabouts. There's a montage. Somebody put together a montage of the Republicans uh, on or about January 6th, saying this is outrageous, we should never have followed him, Nikki Haley, uh, and what's his name, Chris Christie, all of them. I mean, just off the top of my head, I'm trying to think. A bunch of them. All of the Republicans, the, the cast of characters that you can imagine. 
talking about how, um, um, how, uh, you know, how terrible it is. And then, no, what is it? How many months later that you have Chris Christie, the line to vote for Trump starts behind me. Right. And Nikki Haley. Uh, if I if if the con man runs, no, I will not run. Yes, and of course I'll support him. Of course, he, after right after January sixth, she was like, "We should never have supported him." <laughs> they are shameless. Get it? They hate America. It's too much work. It's too much. It requires compromise. It requires looking at yourself. It requires the, uh, you know, being woke. Especially, we are a diverse nation of immigrants. They hate that. They hate it. And in an autocracy, you could pick your, you could pick your uh, minority group du jour to hate. And go from there, right? All right, we'll be right back. Oh my god, we got some chats. You guys, thank you so much in the chat room. If you're on any other chat room or any other platform, come to come to youtube.com slash C for channel slash Tarabuster to hang out with the coolest and greatest chat room in all of the independent liberal media. And thank you, Robin M, for your super chat. And thank you, Stephen Lee, for your super chat. Stephen Lee writes, Thomas sold his soul for a white supremacist partner. Yeah, not unless she's there to cash in after he collapses. Yep. And yeah, that's the, you know, because Republicans, it's all about, they, you know, they complain about identity politics, but it's all about the identity. Uh, And that's it. It's like, I I mean, there's so many examples. He fits the suit, right? That's why George Bush Sr. put him on the Supreme Court to replace, I think it was replacing Thurgood Marshall. Am I mistaken there? Another, a, a, a normal person, a true patriot. Let me see. Tom, I almost wrote Uncle Thomas. <laughs> Let's see. Clarence Thomas replaced and of course they were going to put somebody like him because he's got darker pigment doesn't matter yes Thurgood Marshall of course it's an insult it's like Amy Coney resting bitch face Barrett replacing Ruth Bader Ginsburg as as long as she's got uh you know ovaries or whatever it's 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 the appearance of progress. Ugh, they're so... And it's cynical, really. It's just cynicism. Ugh, I hate him. I'm, I'm looking at a picture of him, of Uncle Clarence. Look at his face. Where is he? That smug face. How does anybody stand him in his family? I would be ashamed. Ugh. Vile. And please, Ginny Thomas? Ugh. 
Apparently, let me see. Oh, preceded by Robert Bork. And they're, they're bringing up Robert Bork, who was this unhinged fascist kook. And they're, they're talking about him like he's, uh, he was so, he was abused by the, by the woke liberals. You know what I mean? He, and meanwhile, that man had no business being anywhere near the halls of power either in a functioning democracy. But, okay, focus, Devlin, focus. So, the... I'm trying to drop this something. Okay. So, what was I saying? This morning on Morning Joe, uh, my morning habit, watching Morning Joe, um, Bob Woodward was on, and it drove me insane. He, He started with the both sides bs both sides here here's at least i i'm not the only one who noticed it because uh, pe- people and, and and one thing i have to say the morning joe cast for lack of a better word did push back on him of course eddie i think it was eddie god was on the show and of course he's cool he he's he's the real deal but joe scarborough and and mika actually push back on bob woodward so here's from raw story bob woodward accused accused this is not it's not accused but he says bob woodward accused of false equivalency on msnbc after claiming anti-democratic impulses are a problem on the left and the right. He, he would not let up with this both sides. Let me play it. I captured the whole thing, but we'll probably scrub through it. This Clarence Thomas whoops, sent to former whoops, Trump sorry, chief it's very loud. Mark sorry. Meadows, urging the White House to fight the results of the 2020 election and deploying... Cons- All right, let's go. Let me see. Their text to post... Actually, let's look at this package. Washington Post, Ginny Thomas, the wife of Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, repeatedly urges then-Trump Chief of Staff Mark Meadows to keep fighting the results of the 2020 election. In one text, one week after Election Day, she reportedly writes, quote, Help this great president Ugh, stand firm. Great. Mark. The majority knows Biden and the left is attempting the greatest heist of oh our my history. God. In other texts, the Post reports, Mrs. Thomas pushes debunked conspiracy theories about the election. In one, referencing a non-existent, quote, sting operation in 12 battleground states. Right out of the page of 4chan. Ballots. According to the Post, during it's that period, not a true. theory about watermarked ballots also circulated among the fringe group QAnon. During the two months covered by the text messages, Mr. Trump engaged in multiple legal challenges to the election results and frequently threatened to take them all the way to the nation's top court. We want the law to be used in a proper manner. Ew, he's breathing. U.S. Supreme Court. None of the text messages mentions the court or Clarence Thomas directly, the Post reports. But critics argue the texts present a troubling conflict of interest for Justice Thomas, who was the lone dissent in an eight to one January oh, Supreme that's Court a coincidence. Ruling, forcing Mr. Trump to turn over documents to the January 6th committee. Should Clarence Thomas recuse himself from anything having to do with the 2020 election now? Oh, yeah, why Absolutely. not? Absolutely. It's clear that his nah. wife was involved in efforts to try to overturn the election. 
it's he's a patriot it's, there's a good possibility that he and his wife spoke about of course they did in an interview with the Washington Free Beacon earlier this month, Ginny Thomas said she and her husband stay in separate lanes. Baloney. Clarence doesn't discuss his work with me. Yeah, right. I don't involve him in my work. Really? Baloney. Your work? What's your work? Your work is being an unhinged QAnon with direct access to the White House, to elites. Your work. I mean, th- this is their work guys you know what i'm saying their work is making the world worse for democracy that's their work their work is getting more money and power for themselves and their pals and ensuring that millions needlessly die without health care okay that's really their work that's their work that's your life's work and they're praying to Jesus. They're talking about Jesus and how God is glorious and how evil, this is evil against good, but good against evil. Well, yeah, it, it is, but you're on the wrong side. Demon, you filthy demons. You are the demon You're the ones who hate America, hate democracy, hate diversity, hate humanity. Hate, 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 hate every pillar of democracy. You're whittling away. You're gnawing away at it like little fascist termites. Scums. And this is exactly why Uncle Clarence was put on the court, even though he's unfit unfit another sexual predator on the court remember and then they cry victim constantly this is a high-tech lynching so bring in the history the abhorrent history of of this country of slavery of uh of the domestic terrorism that went on to stop Uh, our fellow Americans from exercising the franchise of democracy and use it when convenient for yourself, uh, but uh, do everything in your power to knock it down for everybody else. High-tech lynching, because you belong on the Supreme Court Please, these, this, this is that they're all corrupt. They're all corrupt. She acknowledged in that same interview she attended Trump's January 6th rally, but says she left before he spoke. Baloney. She also denied a report that she was involved. Give me a break. You're at the insurrection and you're gonna you're gonna go to this to this rally, but you're gonna leave before the main act. <sighs> Give me a break. These people are such fascist liars. They have no shame. They have no scruples. They don't, it's lying is a means to an end to them. You see? That's why they have to say Biden crime family. This is the greatest heist. They just don't like that we know who they are. They don't like it because the game is really up for the majority of humanity knows what they're up, what they're about. 
when you saw Biden, I well, not you, maybe you didn't see it, but um, Biden was in, um, where was he? He was uh, overseas, and um, he was he gave a press conference, and a German reporter asked him, well, what what about um, what would happen? Well, you know, how can we be sure that? your policies will uh, remain. Hold on, I'll be right back. So, a German reporter was asking Biden, how can we be sure that your policies will remain in effect? You know, the NATO, the strong alliance of uh, NATO that Biden is really um, facilitating, and as opposed to the filthy fascists who receive fewer votes, So the German reporter said, how can we be sure that this won't be overturned in two years or whatever? And um, if uh, he and he mentioned Twitler, not by name, but your predecessor who who is who led an insurrection. I'm trying to remember. I'm just kind of paraphrasing it. But but because the. the point was, I mean, it really struck me coming from a German reporter who Germany um, knows firsthand the dangers of nationalism, of fascism, of autocracy. And he was saying, uh, how do we know that this person won't run again and win and destroy America? And um, Biden said something uh, that he would he would welcome uh, another chance to beat to beat Trump. And I think he would, frankly. But if all things are fair, that's why Republicans are destroying the vote and pulling their dirty tricks. So let's continue planning the rally that ended with the violent attack on the nation's capital. The Supreme Court's internal rules say justices should recuse themselves in cases of conflict of interest, oh, that's but there's cute. no real enforcement of that. It's purely on the honor system. And Justice honor. has recused himself in some cases over his lengthy career, but never for anything involving his wife's interests. Really? NBC's how how can you have an honor system with people who have no honor? The Supreme Court, the fascist Supreme Court has no honor. Look at their, look at them. Just look at them. They have no honor. Justice Uncle Clarence has no honor. He knows what he did to Anita Hill. He knows he's a disgusting, filthy, sexual predator. He knows that he's a liar who whined about high-tech lynching when it was convenient to him using you know picking up that uh, that the i mean this is this is part of fascism the, the um aligning themselves the powerful aligning themselves with the oppressed they're pick, picking up the mantle of the oppressed while being the oppressor it is a consistent theme throughout fascism that's what they do they're the victims they're the ones who are uh, under attack while they attack everybody, while they victimize everyone. He's a, he's a sexual predator. Of course, 
We know he is. So is so is that uh, beer bong Brett. I like beer. So is Amy Coney Barrett and uh, Neil Gorsuch. What I could say about him is, like the rest of them, he has no honor. They don't have any honor. If you have honor, you don't have to participate in a coup. When Moscow Mitch, a.k.a. the grave digger of American democracy, calls you up and says, hey, I'm going to pull my dirty tricks to destroy the Supreme Court, to push more unqualified flunkies onto the court, just like the Nazis did, and part of the, as part of their coup against a, uh, a, a fledgling republic at that time. And what would you do if somebody calls you up and invites you to a, to a coup? You, if you're a patriot, you do what Smedley Butler did. And you report it. You don't engage. You don't, you don't involve yourself in it. That's why Judge Amy Coney resting bitch face Barrett is, is dishonorable. Like beer bong Brett. I like beer Brett. And all of them. Near, 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 I can't talk. Gorsuch has no honor. Because you don't have to, you don't have to go along with it. You don't, you don't have to be the, the linchpin in the coup, in the dishonorable destruction of democracy. That, I mean, that's all, that's what, that's all we have to know about resting bitch face Barrett, that she's got no honor. She, she wasn't vetted just like beer bong bread. And the iron, not the irony, the hypocrisy of the fascists complaining that the White House didn't hand over documents about Katanji Brown Jackson when they, the Trump Banzees and the fascists withheld over 100,000 pages of documents or, or 100,000, I'm trying to remember, um, well, um, a lot more all of the documents regarding beer bong Brett's I like beers time in the White House when he was involved in the um, destruction, well, the attack on uh, Bill Clinton and the Monica Lewinsky thing affairs. So he was, I mean, what a scum. He was just a little scummy fascist termite whittling away at the pillars of democracy at the time and they rewarded him with this lifetime appointment despite being absolutely and completely unfit right robin m on the chat mentions judge janine and uh janine piero i wouldn't be surprised it didn't he didn't um Twitler mentioned something about Judge Jeanine. This is what they would do. They would put her on the bench. They would shove her on the Supreme Court because they that's all it's about. They don't need, in fact, who I think it was uh, Newt Gingrich years ago mentioned that about the president. We, we just need somebody who can sign our fascist destruction of democracy policies. We need somebody with a functioning 
hand that can sign these documents. They, they don't need someone with integrity because it's all, it's just about destruction. And they're really, uh, they've, they've been successful at that so far. Of course, what, what are the Democrats doing? Uh, sending strongly worded emails and uh, sign this petition, please. Give me a break. I'm so sick of it. I'm so sick of Democrats who just, uh, you know, uh, fight. Fight on the right. You're on the right side of history. Why are you apologizing? All right. Let me, um, you know, fight like you're on the right side of history. Fight. And that's the thing, you know, people want people who will fight for the, who have the courage of their convictions and will fight. The Democrats, they're, what do they do? I mean, just that, that image of Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats taking a knee, that always annoys me. Because it's like, what are you doing? We don't want you taking a knee. We want you passing legislation we'll take the goddamn knee in the senate well or whatever we will that's what we're gonna do you know you uh the the people we've we sent you into the halls of power not to take a knee we don't need your pandering and platitudes we need legislation go go take a knee and uh, um friggin uh what's uh what's his name joe manchin's office oh my god i hate that guy i can't wait so can we i mean come on guys we gotta win in the midterms or we're done okay let me keep going here state's capital for us this morning garrett thanks so much mika well joining us now paul is the presenting associate editor hey what happened there Four, and none of the other justices went that way. Well, we're going to find out. I mean, this this is a story that is starting. But what struck Robert Costa and myself is we got access to these text messages. I mean, I, when I walked in here with you, you had a look of wonder that I've frankly over the years never seen on your it's face just, but you can't you can't write these text messages and believe in the constitution so there's just this massive conflict and what has happened to this i think a uh, fairly well-known republican member of the republican party jenny thomas what's yes. happened well, she's an activist what's happened to her as if she was ever normal what's happened to her she keeps breathing i don't know this is her She's worse. She's emboldened. Remember when she called up Anita Hill? Let me see this. Anita Hill. The sick, sick woman. Hold on. This is Tara Devlin. Unapologetic liberal talk. Let me see. I'm looking for this. Remember she called... Professor Hill told the New York Times she had nothing to apologize for because Ginny Thomas called up Anita Hill, who was sexually harassed, relentlessly sexually harassed by that filthy, disgusting, 
Uncle Clarence, best friend of hers. And she called up Anita Hill to, and demanded she apologize. This is like 20 years later. Wait, wait, wait. I, I, oh, is this from the New York Times? <laughs> Washington. Nearly 20 years after Anita Hill accused Clarence Thomas of sexual harassment during his contentious Supreme Court hearings. You know, um, I believe Anita Hill. And that's the other thing, frankly. Don't get me started, because Joe Biden was um, on the Judiciary Committee. He prevented numerous witnesses from testifying, numerous witnesses who, would, who were corroborating Anita Hill's story. But he prevented them from testifying, okay? Anyway... So here we have, here we are years later, enduring this filthy fascist Uncle Clarence on the Supreme Court, doing nothing. What is he doing up there? He's basically just taking a dole. He's on the dole. He's on the government dole to, to um, he does nothing. Apparently he asks no questions. He's got the big, the cushiest job. He sits up there. On a dais, dais, however you say it, and you, uh, and he, he asks nothing. He's incurious. He has a staff to write his opinions for him or whatever. He just tells them, yeah, go full fascist on this one. Or go, um, just go 80% fascist on the other one. Fix the facts around the policy, and I'll, I'll see you later. I'm going um, to some you know, ball. I'm going to go speak. I'm going to get, uh, get $200,000 for, he can speak at, uh, some heritage foundation event, but he can't, he doesn't speak on the bench cause he's, he sucks. He's got nothing to say. He, what does he care? Just keep the fascism going. Keep the money coming into his pockets while his, his, uh, his sick wife is, trolling on 4chan this this is this real life everyone am i is is this happening where's alan funt i know that's dating myself i used to love that show candid camera it was I, I was a little i was little when it was on but it was fun i remember rolling on the floor me and my sister and i watching it and just rolling on the floor crying and in fact, actually, now that I'm saying, my aunt was on. My aunt, Susan, was on uh, an episode of Candid Camera. Now that I say that, yeah. She was punked on a Candid Camera. I don't remember exactly what it was about. She was a secretary or something. Okay, nearly 20 years after Anita Hill accused Clarence Thomas of sexual harassment during his contentious Supreme Court hearings... Justice Uncle Clarence Thomas's wife has called Mrs. Ms. Hill seeking an apology. This is in 2010, the same year she gave that speech that the clip we played where she's talking about the elites. Because <laughs> she's not one of, she's fighting the elites, everyone. She's fighting the elites. She's not one of them. In a voice message left at 7.31 a.m., 
Okay. I've, I've, have you ever done things like that? I, I used to be, um, you know, an active addiction, as you guys know. And I, some, sometimes I would write letters to the editor and things like that while I was like up at night and I would constantly be writing. And I remember I would write things and the next day I would read them. And some of them, you know, they would start off good and then they turn into, like a 10 page diatribe about my mother so it's like that's something like what we're witnessing what we witnessed with jenny thomas 7 31 a.m she looks up anita hill's number you know she was up all night doing something she was getting drunk doing something fuming about uncle clarence thomas putting a pube on a coke can or something talking about long dong silver what a piece of dirt these people are did i mention that they lack the maturity to function in a democratic society yeah then that's another example Long Dong Silver. Yeah, it's like my nephew when he was three. And he was fascinated with his pee-pee. They're still fascinated. They never get out of that 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 mindset. Oh, look at my pee-pee. My pee-pee. I know, you know, men are fond of their pee-pees, but, I mean, you grow out of the that stage, I would imagine, at certain... When you mature enough, you know not to come out of the bathroom and say, look at my pee-pee. Look what I got. That's what my nephew did when he was three. Look what I got. <laughs> but he did, you know, it was very cute. We laughed. He, if he did it today, we'd call uh, 911 or something, right? That's like Lauren Boebert's husband. She, he did that. Anyway. Um, but apparently a, a, a justice, well, he wasn't a justice. He was a judge at the time. He was very fascinated with peepees and, uh, wanted everybody to know it. In a voice message left at 7.31 a.m., <laughs> I guess we should be grateful it wasn't 4 a.m., on October 9th, a Saturday, Virginia Thomas asked her husband's former aide-turned-adversary to make amends. Ms. Hill played the recording from her voicemail at Brandeis University for the New York Times and said, Good morning, Anita Hill. It's Ginny Thomas. Could you imagine what she thought when she heard that? I was, I just wanted to reach across the airwaves and the years to ask you to consider something. I would love you to consider an apology sometime and some full explanation of why you did what you did with my husband, a.k.a. Uncle Clarence Thomas. Miss Thomas went on. So give it some thought. You know, I'm sure in that condescending, syrupy, saccharine sweet, you know, bless her heart, give it some thought, and certainly pray about this and hope that one day you will help us understand why you did what you did, okay? Have a good day. Isn't that crazy? 
Um, yeah, maybe your husband should apologize for talking about Long Dong Silver with his uh, with with his clerks and putting and and saying, "Hey, who put that pube on my Coke can?" Hey, hey. You know, you're trying to do your work, and then you have this Uncle Clarence guy going, "Where's hey, who put this pube over here? Oh, my God. Hold on. Am I running out of time? That's what happens. We'll be right back. All right. This is Tara Devlin. Unapologetic liberal talk. Let's, um, let's play this. We're talking, we're, we're playing Morning Joe clip. Is it playing? It won't play. Don't do this to me, Morning Joe clip. This is Clarence Thomas. No. Okay. I'm just going to try to find the, where he's talking about both sides. And uh, have we forgotten the lessons of Watergate? What were the lessons of Watergate? Don't tamper with and meddle with our election system. We have a system that is held its ground beautifully over the years and to have uh, this, to, to see the, the passion, the, the sense of you can only look at this one way, mm. uh, you know, what, what are, are, what has happened? I mean, Gene, you've written yeah. about this almost every week. Yeah. Our, uh, the, the division oh, no. yeah, in not our Eddie politics no. is so great. Mm-hmm. And it's not just on the right, it's on the left, as we know. And uh, so bull. who's going to find a way well, to- It's not just on the left, it's on the right. I mean, it's not just on the right, it's on the left? Tell me, where, where, what left? Show me Ruth Bader Ginsburg's husband um, being attached to some fantasy about uh, and then trying to overthrow the election. Show me where Democrats try to uh, stop the peaceful transfer of power. In fact, quite the opposite, to a fault, frankly. You have, look at, look at Hillary Clinton conceding to that effing, tax-cheating, filthy, fascist, disgusting con man who received fewer votes. And then you have Al Gore conceding to the first coup in the year 2000. Turn down the temperature. Joe, jump well. in. Well, and again, let's go back to what turn down the said in- turn down the temperature. I hate that. What do you mean? How do you turn down the temperature? You see, because the Democrats are like, oh, we turn down the temperature by giving Republicans everything they want. That's what the Republicans want. There's no compromise. Turn down the temperature. Look at Moscow Mitch McConnell sitting there with his his turtle looking head, and the. With Ginny and Uncle Clarence. Turn down the temperature. The left? What? 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 Because health care? We want health care for all, like the rest of the world. 
Right? Oh, oh, turn down the temperature. Who's in the halls of power? Are we in the halls of power saying don't don't give the Republicans a peaceful transfer of power? So show me where Democrats do things like that. They don't. I'm so sick of it. It is lazy and it's also enabling the fascism. It enables them. Because then it's like it gives the low information voters, and that that's the majority of the American sheeple, it gives them this impression that it's kooky, that both sides are somehow kooky, when it's not both sides. It's the, it's the right. They are fascists. It enables the fascism. It gives them cover text back for her after she sent crazed QAnon uh, conspiracy theories. He said this is a battle of good versus evil. He summoned Jesus Christ's help in <laughs> overturning American democracy. Uh, and, and, and you are right. He says this is a fight versus good, good versus evil. Evil always looks like the victor until the king of kings triumphs. Do not grow weary in well-doing, the fight continues. Unreal. I have staked my career on it. Uh, Bob, that is, uh, I think, uh, I know a lot of people are focusing on what Jenny Thomas said. For me, though, that Meadows uh, statement, that Meadows text is most bre breathtaking because you all, you and, and, and Costa uh, masterfully put together uh, uh, the, the reporting in your book on the lead up to January the 6th. But this takes us into the mindset of people inside the Trump White House who actually believe, running the Trump White House, actually believe they were doing Jesus Christ's work by undermining yeah, both sides, right? American democracy and keeping in power illegally a want to be tyrant. It, it's, I, I've got to ask you in, in Good all way of to your put years it. of reporting on this Trump White House, uh, have, have you seen anything more shocking than what you uncovered in this story that was published yesterday? Well, I, uh, comparing shocks is really a difficult business, uh, uh, particularly having done this for 50 years. But this, yeah. see what the- Here we the, go real bend in this is all these texts are after the election. We have a system, we hold the election, okay, now it's over, and as we know, every state, 50 states, and the District of Columbia submitted their electors, and that was it. Along comes, uh, uh, you know, th this, uh, this lawyer, uh, who writes the, the memo saying, oh no, there's seven states mm -hmm. that have alternative John, John Eastman. Yeah. I mean, come on, there were zero and were zero. it was investigated. So at this moment, you have to kind of say, uh, we've all been in conflicts and battles. Oh, wait, it gets, it's getting worse, hold say, on. It's over. Yeah. We lost. Yeah, right. The well, Constitution right, right. makes it very clear. Ginny Thomas is mm -hmm. saying, no, no, no it's not over. Move. This is the end of mm -hmm. America. Yeah. This, there is uh, an emotionalism. There is a uh, mm -hmm. conviction. And uh, so 
Joe Biden, as we all know, oh, has the job finding a way to kind of get it down, get us to stop doing this because yeah. get us. this yeah, it's us. Where does it lead? Joe has one more. Joe. Sorry. Well, and I, I was just going to say, where does it lead? You have a pillar of the conservative community in Washington, D.C., the wife of the Supreme Court justice and the chief of staff of the president of the United States, again, working to overthrow a presidential election because they don't like the outcome. That is uh, just absolutely breathtaking. And I'm just curious, Bob, everybody knows you changed the course of of history, the arc of American history and American journalism 50 years ago with your Watergate reporting. I am curious, uh, put this in context, uh, everything that you've been reporting on over the past year, put it in context uh, with what you uncovered during Watergate. Well, we're going to see, and uh, as in Watergate, it took a couple of years to get to the bottom and you know even that was not the bottom when Nixon resigned because more uh, comes out all of the time so we're, we're just going to have to be uh, patient here I, I, uh, I always repeat myself but somebody's got to get this down so, and, and to see Somebody like Jenny Thomas and Mark Meadows. I, I mean, Mark Meadows wasn't just a guy in the White House. He if, was the top aide. The chief of Trump. staff. He was the chief of staff. Exactly. And, and to take this position uh, after the election. You see, if, it, if, if these texts were before the election, you would say, okay, this is the political, right. dis mm -hmm. insufferable political discourse <laughs> we right. live through right. on right. a daily but basis. the election's over, it's decided, the electors have been, you know, it, I mean, the electoral count just has to be certified rubber stamp, that's it. It's done. And so these, the thing is, these are uh, major figures in the Republican Party, right? Uh, you know, I mean, Ginny Thomas has been active in the Republican Party, uh, a mainstream, um, very conservative, but, uh, but a mainstream Republican figure, yep. as was Mark Meadows, again, very on the conservative side, but they were not fringe people, and yet all of a sudden they're talking like, um, you know, weird cult members. What but happened? It's not the call. It, it's the call to action. We can't permit this. We have to Here save we the we country. There is, uh, and and so what's the to-do list from this? Uh, as you pointed out, make a uh, Sidney Powell most extreme, rejected in the end by Trump himself, yeah. and here we have the wife of Clarence Thomas, the justice, saying, you know, make her the lead, make her the face. We're going to continue this fight. And the problem is, in many people's minds now, that fight continues. Exactly. One of the texts refers, Jenny uh, Thomas says, you know, don't cave to the elites. The <laughs> Hold on, guys. We'll be right back. All right, we're listening to Morning Joe, where Bob Woodward 
talks about bolts. I'm trying to get to the bolt size part. Where they, I mean, he did mention it, but it gets worse. 73 million people. All right, let's see. I'll, I'll forward it a little bit. I've known Biden for almost 50 years. He has a responsibility and an obligation to come up with a plan to deal with U Ukraine, most important issue by far. But he's got to come back because what happens at home matters. And what happens at home is not good now. Yeah, Joe? Bob, I, I, I want to just underline about something. That wait, wait, wait. Okay, let me follow The evidence is there in these texts, but I think we just have to pull back, or at least I personally as a reporter on this, and uh, say it's not just the right wing. Here we go. Uh, there is a lot of this kind of emotional, Get there is the only hell, one Eddie. way to look at this from the left. Give and, me a break. Uh, if we as a country have to face that now gene you're disagreeing well I, I'm, you're getting a skeptical look because i yes there are extreme voices on the left um, what extreme i think i i, I don't think this is an right or this left. is an equal balance thing. <laughs> i don't think this is um i think because what you saw thank god he pushed back the republican party writ large um uh Basically losing its mind, but going, becoming unbelievable a party, um, and and adopting positions that establishment Republicans were horrified by. Um, now they're all in on it. Establishment Republicans were horrified by. Unreal. I don't well, and, see something equivalent happening. All okay, the way. That, absolutely a, a fair and provable point. Uh, oh, and, okay. And the question is uh, with Ginny Thomas and Mark Meadows and so forth, are they fringe representatives or do they represent what you're talking about? What are you talking Yeah. I think there's a little of both. What? And, uh, I was, I, I oh my God, it would be screaming. a mistake to, to say this is only the Republicans and Trump. But are you kidding me? Guys, am I, where the hell do we live? Only Republicans and Trump. Who had an insurrection? Who sent the mob to the Capitol? Did Hillary Clinton? Did Al Gore? Unless, uh, except all I saw was Al Gore saying, though I don't agree with the Supreme Court's decision, I accept it. I saw Hillary Clinton saying, Donald Trump is going to be our president. We owe it to him to give him the benefit of the doubt and all that other crap. This is insane. And give me an effing break, uh, buddy. Absolutely right. They got their president. And yeah. evidence Holy. that Robert Costa and I have... Uh, Trump Both is going to run again. Show me. And uh, that may change. That Trump's going to run again. And they are fascists following a fascist who incited a fascist coup and continues to do so. 
not happen, obviously, but uh, the number 73 million is a big number. Yeah. And a lot of them are. And when you're up there saying both sides, both sides, both sides, you're helping. You're helping the coup for him so that's different but now Biden I'm going back to this Biden has that on his Give shoulder me a, yeah he's a very it's not about the left it's about the fascists and we will unify around democracy not around bipartisan bull crap with goddamn insurrectionists that's what they want. We're going to get bipartisan with the insurrection party. Important way for this country. Joe. But, but, but Gene, I, I, I just want to follow up with you, Gene. Um, yeah. You know, over the last year or two, I have been critical of the left because they're going for 66 Build. Well, you know, this is this is why I scream all the time, guys. We're talking about a coup. We're talking about Ginny Thomas tweeting or, or texting Mark Meadows, the White House chief of staff, with QAnon conspiracy theorists theories that are lies. And now we're talking about the left. It's the left that are crazy crackpot. What left? What left? The left that wants people to have living wages or to work on not, uh, you know, dying without health care or to, to try to make ter- uh, the world uh, run on sustainable energy. All that kooky, kake, kooka, kaka, kooky, kooky left. It's that kooky stuff, both sides. And then you got another, you got the fascist side. What are they doing? They're talking about peepees, trans, and making laws against elections, kicking people off the voting rolls, gerrymandering along racial lines. Talking about burning books, what books we can read, what we can say. Hate who we can hate. Who's who's going to be the one to be hated today? And it's both sides. This is sickening. This is uh, Donald Trump has the highest approval rating in that Republican Party. Mm-hmm. You have yeah. Jenny Thomas and the then chief of staff of the White House. What are they talking about? Are they talking about fiscal issues? Are they talking about social right. issues that can be debated? No, they're talking about overthrowing a duly elected president of the yeah. United so States. So what are you giving me both sides? Him, arresting his family, putting right. them on a barge to stand trial Unreal. off of Guantanamo Bay. Yeah. There is, uh, that is a false That's equivalency. Yeah, thank you. There are progressives, that, well, there are progressives uh, that, that on, 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 on certain policy issues are not uh, mainstream with the rest of the American people. Uh, I do not see leaders of the Democratic Party saying Biden crime family and ballot fraud co-conspirators elected are gonna be put 
on a barge. Bureaucrats, social right. media censorship mongers, <laughs> fake stream media reporters are being arrested and detained for ballot fraud right now. And over the coming days, says the wife of a Supreme Court justice to the chief of staff of a Republican yep. president who is trying to defraud the American people and steal the presidency and will be living in barges off Gitmo to face military tribunals for sedition. If there is a parallel with any Democratic leader in Washington, D.C., let me know right now. <laughs> okay. That was appreciated, frankly. I was glad, because usually they never push back. They're the ones pushing the both sides fallacy. Anybody else sick of this? I know we are sick of it. I mean, not only sick of it, sick from it. The country is sick from it. I mean, what's what's so great to hear is your passion. Jeff. Oh, shut up. All right. Well, I want to. Well, I'm sorry. I spent a lot of time on that. Too much time, frankly. But really, come on. Both sides. You show me both sides. Right? Both sides. And when they, what, what, what will they point to? Uh, oh, where's the loony left? What, you know what they'll point to? They'll say, well, the loony left wants to defund the police. When, which is another fallacy, frankly. And they know it. It's uh, equivalent to Ted Cruz saying um, that the book Anti-Racist Babies say that our baby babies are born racist when it's that's the fallacy no that is not what the book says it says people babies like everyone has to be taught to hate jesus are you kidding me um god guys thank you this is the end of the progressive voices part of the show there's more show if you want to go to youtube.com slash c for channel i mean slash, yeah yeah that's right slash c for channel slash terror and we will win become a patron at patreon.com slash tara devlin because we're on the right side of history, we're on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy. We will win. Yeah, we stick together. We win. Thank you so much for hanging out. My name is Tara Devlin, and I will see you soon. I'm going to be on uh, DC Report this Monday, 3 p.m. All right. Guys, guys, guys. Sorry about that. I you know, I didn't mean for that Joe friggin' Scarborough clip to go on so long, but it went I don't know. I should have I should have edited it edited it to just that point, but I apologize. I will be better. I will try better. But I've, I'm sorry that that happened, too, because I wanted to play this other clip for the Progressive Voices audience, so I really do hope they, they take my advice and come on over and subscribe to the YouTube channel and all that and listen. Because I wanted to, let's talk, let's play this Nick Fuentes clip, because this is another example of, you know, I'm right.
again. It sucks to be right. I don't want to be right. Okay? I don't. I want to be wrong about them, but they constantly prove me right. And what, 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 what do they prove me right? That they hate America. They hate democracy. They are incapable. That's it. They're incapable of functioning in the free, in a type of free democratic society that they can only pretend to love. They pretend to love it. That's why they wear shirts with stars and eagles. That's all they can do. Babies. Because they're babies. They don't understand patriotism. The, the symbols they get, but the substance of patriotism. It's like a child. You, you can't ask a child what patriotism is. And you'll get the same answer from a full-grown Republican. What's patriotism? Ask them. I wonder. You know, it would be an interesting man-on-the-street type thing to ask them. What's patriotism? Love your country. What does that mean? What do you love? What do you love about the country? Right, really. Think about it. What would they say? It means freedom. What is freedom? Yeah, it's uh, the freedom to walk through Walmart with an M16. It's the freedom to, in, the, in a deadly pandemic where nearly a million of your fellow Americans are dead, uh, you get to scream in everybody's faces without a mask. That's freedom. Is Really? Is that why there are young men and women in their cold early graves all over the world who fought, bled, and died for democracy? Is that why they died? Freedom. You see, because they don't know what it is. They don't know what patriotism is. Yeah. Terry on the chat is loving your country blindly. They don't get it. You know what? You know what patriotism is? I'll explain it to them if there are some uh, fascists who stumbled through. It is leaving no one behind. That's patriotism. It's... uh. It is e pluribus unum, meaning that not only do you love your country, you love your government enough to get involved, to um, understand that democracy takes work, it takes dedication, it takes education, and it takes, uh, you know, maturity, a level of maturity, especially in a in a multiracial democracy. So a patriot, when your fellow Americans are saying Black Lives Matter, a patriot would say, if they don't understand, right? They would say, I, uh, what do you mean? Explain. Uh, a patriot would say, yeah, I had a different American experience than someone with darker pigment. But those American experiences are valid and need to be honored and understood. It's not just, you know, patriotism isn't seeing the world only through the eyes of straight-acting, white, powerful men, cis men. Because according to Republicans, I guess that's patriotism, is that you... 
never um, look at the world through anybody else's eyes? It's really disgusting. All right. On the, a, a world traveler on the chat, love the country, hate the citizens. I mean, they don't even love the country. What, like, what, what do they love? They don't love the Purple Mountains Majesty because they want to blow the tops off the mountains to get at the coal. They don't love the Fruited Plains because they want to frack the Fruited Plains. They want to turn the Fruited Plains into, uh, into another Walmart, a strip mall. What, like they they have no I mean, they have no conscious understand or mature understanding of what it means to be a citizen they hate to pay the price of admission in, I mean nobody likes paying taxes right I mean yeah but that's the price of admission into a civilized society so you when you pay your taxes we're supposed to get certain level of services then that's giving back to your country you know you're paying to um to run the courts you're to pave the roads to pick up the garbage to police this the the communities and so you have the infrastructure of civilization when you need it. It's I mean it's all around us. You can't escape it. That's why I hate them too. They and that's why they they're infants. You know, they don't understand. They don't see, they don't get it that there are freedom. You know, when they say freedom isn't free, yeah. It's not free. It requires a commitment. It requires a certain level of participation. Yeah, they get to. They think that everything. What? What do they think? Where do they think they live? You know what I mean? Like for, I talk about the you know, just the regulations that created the building that I'm living in. I don't fear that it's going to pancake on me in the middle of the night because that's what would happen without regulations. You know, one day we'd be in our apartment and boom, 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 and it would be, it would collapse because you know some greedy Trump and Z type ghoul cut corners and didn't build a the the apartment building to code because it would be more money in their pockets that's why you have regulations and you have building inspectors who come in and make sure that okay you're doing you're using the right materials you, you you can't you know you have to have certain standards so we're safe so the so we can participate in our civilization. I mean, isn't it about um, isn't it a level of pride too? You know, if we if you have a functioning society, the the thing is, I think I told you um, when I mean one time I was on the subway and there were it looked to me I don't know some there were some tourists and they looked to be from Scandinavian country or something and. Um, and there were a few, the, the seats were taken up by people sleeping, uh, you know, homeless people or unhoused people on the subways. And they were all, the tourists came on and they were all like looking and, and they looked uncomfortable and they, they looked 
like they were feeling bad for these people. And I was embarrassed, frankly. I was embarrassed to be, uh, you know, an American, that we allow that. We allow homeless people and in the richest country on earth. In other countries, in these Scandinavian countries, they you got to really work hard to be homeless. You because the infrastructure is there, and uh, you know it's a point of pride too. There is absolutely no reason why anybody should be unhoused in America, or. Or, or not have a living wage, or not be able to retire, or not be able to uh, live if uh, some misfortune like disability happens. It's ridiculous. And old age, you know, things like that. But in this country, it's, it's disgusting. It, greed is the only American value. So how do they get away with that? How do they pull the wool over our eyes? They use racism. Divisive tactics to keep people, just like they did in the 1600s, when we can look, we can go back and look at the laws that created the division along racial lines. So the indentured servants would not look at the enslaved people and get together and be like, this is bullshit. Let's get together and, uh, you know, form a union against our oppressors. So the, the, uh, the elites, like the Ginny Thomases of their day in the power structure, came up with a way to keep the indentured servants from banding together with those who were enslaved. And, uh, yeah, that's the history. We can, it's the, uh, that's the history of, uh, race-based enslavement. So there are laws on the books. I know we can't, it's like critical race theory. Aren't, aren't they so tedious? Because the other thing is, you know, in the future, this whole critical race theory BS, they, they, it's going to just fizzle out like death panels eventually if there were death panels don't you think they'd still be talking about them except now you know for years we had to endure the whining and the crying about death panels and now we have to endure the whining and crying about critical race theory which is ridiculous re friggin ridiculous because it's not a thing everything isn't critical race theory everything that is a book about race and race is a construct i know republicans are like uh why can't uh, I, I see no color you know i want to be judged on the content of my character like my hero MLK said um, he's such a hero that I only know one word that came out of his mouth but if or one sentence and if this were the day MLK's days you know you know what they would be saying about him 
they'd be oh my god he's social it's just like what they said about him at the time socialist communist danger threat uh, anti-american un-american greatest threat that ever walked the earth i hate them they're so tedious too and they're so stupid and the one, you know, all you got to think about the Republicans is that the ones who aren't technically stupid have to pretend they're stupid. Like Josh Hawley and Ted Cruz, Ivy League educated fascists have to have to pander to the mob. They got to pretend that they don't know what they're talking about, that critical race theory is actually a thing, That's, that ch- kindergartners are taught when they're reading a book about racist babies that doesn't exist either. I, that's how disingenuous they, you know, they are, because you know that children aren't taught, they, children have to be taught racism. They have to be taught to hate. And that's why, yeah, yeah, that's like the, the, um, you know, uh, what's his name? James O'Keefe thing with Shirley Sherrod when she said that she, she came to the understanding that it wasn't about black versus white or white versus black. It was about rich versus poor. And that, they, that couldn't, they couldn't allow that message out there. So they had to twist it. Same thing. Same thing with everything we're talking about. Everything that um, Black Lives Matter is about. That's why you can, they had to turn it into riots and burning cities and baloney. You got to talk. Yeah, they're the ones out there with the false flags. All right. Well, Nick Fuentes is... Um, he, in another time, he would be on the fringe of the Republican Party. Now, he's uh, right in the center. But just like I say all the time, right? Republicans, conservatives, let's say, you know, it's just conservatives on both sides, both sides, both sides, conservatives, lack the fundamental maturity to function in a free democratic society. But not only do they hate democracy they they well they hate america and they hate democracy and they've had to they've had to pretend otherwise but now it's it's coming out of the closet they're they're openly um stating their disdain um like uh, what's his name tucker carlson going to, to, to uh hungry and um, and all of his praise of Putin and, yeah, and their autocratic uh, love affair, really. They love autocracy. They love the system the founders overthrew. And they, you know, they're, they're, anyway, they're not even hiding it anymore, many of them. Here's Nick Fuentes. You want to get sick? I'm sorry. Here it is. It's from Right Wing Watch. I'm a reactionary, okay? I support support a country pursuing its self-interest. Yeah, I support autocracy. 
Yeah, I think wars are legitimate. I, I am a 19th century thinker. I'm an 18th century thinker, okay? Yeah. 21st century sucks, okay? The 21st century is I know, trash. It's so woke. The 21st century is good. People just don't no. know their place. The 21st century started with a false flag. You got to tell me. Come on, guys. What are you getting? I'm getting my, uh, my Gator vibe is going off here. And he's a closet case. This guy, I, I, of course, it's only uh, my speculation, but this is what makes them so horrible. They lack uh, the maturity, but they're cowards also. They so if someone's in the closet, they lack. You know, they, it takes um, it takes courage to come out. So. He doesn't have the courage, and the whole world is evolving without him. And then there were a whole bunch of people who are, who have the courage, and they're living their lives, and he ha can't handle it. So he turns into a white Nazi. He turns into a white nationalist who loves autocracy, because what does an autocrat do? That autocrat puts everybody in their place. It makes sense. The the autocrat makes sense of the scary, complex world of of uh, morons who don't know their place. Like, of every well, not just morons, but of everyone. And that's why a hate, self-loathing closet case like Nick Fuentes is a Nazi. They turn into Nazis. It's for it's the. It's the ideology of the weak and the coward. It really is. The, the self-loathing moron. Oh, it gets worse. New York. Yeah, so that, that's legitimate. You know, going to war with another great power, that's the worst thing ever. But 9-11, doing that to your own people, well, that's fine. And then 20 years in the Middle East and torture and all this other stuff yeah that's totally appropriate i mean just you know he's talking about uh 9-11 was an inside job and torture uh, meanwhile you know he loves torture look at his look at his look at him look at his face i mean he's real he's killing us but look at his listen to his 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 philosophy People are insane, and these people are ridiculous. So, that's an 18th century mindset. Yeah, and I'm an 18th century man. The 18th century was kind of epic. Well, actually, there's a lot of problems, but. <laughs> you get, these guys are getting, like, buku bucks, too. This is what makes me insane. They get well-funded by the elites and the billionaires. This guy, he's not hurting. He's not saying, please become a patron. They're getting funded to, sp to spread this poison, this will, to attract other weak-minded incels, self-loathing closet cases, you know, racists, of course, and Marjorie Taylor, Marjorie Trader Green, excuse me better than what we have now i'm a 17th century thinker so yeah you're right 
You're damn right. I'm a I'm a 13th century thinker. I'm this is a show that he puts on, so, and people listen to this. 12th century thinker. That has no place 12th century. in the 21st century. Who said I'm a 21st century man? I'm a 12th century man. <laughs> You're not a man. You're a child. You're a man child. That just has no place with the UN and the internet. Oh, yeah? Well, fuck the UN and the internet and democracy, okay? You what see? do you think about that? What, what did I say, everyone? What did I say? In every Republican chest beats the heart of fascism, and here's living proof. And this is why I can't stand the average Joe Republican, too. And I say to those that I know, you're in league with Nazis. You think you're voting? Oh, you like low taxes, supposedly. My sister votes Republican because she thinks they lower her taxes. That's because she doesn't know what the hell she's talking about. And then she complains that the uh, the tuition at the colleges that my nieces and nephew went to, that's just too high. Well, why are you voting for Republicans, you moron? Because that's what they do. Oh, and they, and also she's, you know, got racism. So, and that's what it's about. She's been, she's been misinformed. Well, hopefully things will change since her husband, uh, her and her husband are getting divorced and uh, they are divorced now, but because he was cheating on her, living a double life, but he's a Republican, right? Jim on the chat, Jim, I'm a 12th grade thinker. Yeah, what, what are you talking about? You know what they're saying? They're longing for a time where everyone knew their place. That's what it's about. It's always been about overthrowing democracy since the founders declared the independence from the crown. They, if this were the time of the revolution, they would be the loyalists. Will they, would they ever prove me wrong? Yeah, but both sides, both sides, right? Both sides, both sides. You know, you tell me where some fringe left winger, and there aren't any. What fringe left winger are they talking about? What is on the fringe of the left? There is none. They, the, the fringe of the left doesn't get the time of day from anyone. Like, what is... Anybody on the chat, what, what do you think? What's the fringe on the left? People will... They will say, defund the police. And that is disingenuous right there because we know defund the police is not actually defund the police. This is why the... Um, uh, it drives me insane that the Democrats don't know how to message what the message should be, fund community policing... Not defund the police, because that's what we—that's what we're talking about. And people who say defund the police are expecting morons like those who stumble upon Nick Fuentes and say, "Hey, he's got some good ideas." That they expect them to understand the history of of Earth, and they don't. They could. They 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 barely get out of their apartment and get off 4chan. So they 
you know what I mean? You're expecting too much. They don't know. They don't know. Who, does she ever listen to you? Who? <laughs> who? Who? Oh, my sister? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe she does. Well, I try. The thing about my sister is that, she, well, I hope things would be different. See, my sister's house, when you go to my sister's house, there's, you go into a black hole of, of, of no news. There's no newspapers. She, she never watches the news. Nothing. You know, like she watches. Oh, did I hit the goddamn space bar? Oh no, I did it again. <sighs> Keep going. I hit the pace, the space bar again, but I'm not going to start the show over. Um, she, she know. Well, I used to get into it with my brother-in-law, my ex-brother-in-law, who was cheating on her. Of course, he's cheating on her. He's a Republican. What does he know about a vow? No, I'm only kidding. I know that Democrats have relationship problems and whatnot too. And, um, yeah, but my brother-in-law was always just this big, puffed up, arrogant, know-it-all. <laughs> Surprise, right? Republican. And he would, he always w read the Drudge Report and think he knows everything. And my sister followed suit, but my, my family in general are not morons. And, um, for the most part, my family are, are, uh, Democrats and liberals. So when we get together, my sister, my sister doesn't even know what to say because she's not informed. That's the thing. She was just with my you know, with my brother-in-law and my father was a Republican, even though he was the, he was the aberration. And I've told you stories about him. He, he was a victim of Rush Limbaugh, but according to my aunt, he was the only one who voted for Nixon. My entire family were lifelong Democrats and they were all appalled at him. But my father was racist. That's what it was. I mean, not not rabidly so, but that underlying, there was the underlying racism. That doesn't necessarily have to be um, like a Nick Fuentes type, but just that soft, well, I was going to say soft bigotry of low expectations because that's what the fa the fascists say. It's not that. They're, that's a whole other, you know, that's them doing judo on on uh, anti-racists as if they're not racist, you know, because they want to kick everybody off of uh, any kind of lifeline. That's somehow um, Democrats and liberals and normal people are the racists because um, we want, we don't want, uh, we want to give people a hand up, you know. Like, like sh what should happen in a functioning civilization. But anyway, but my sister, I think she, f it's almost like my, my aunt going to uh, Catholic mass. A lot of my, my family is Catholic and my aunt goes to mass and so do some of my cousins and whatnot. But I think it's more like a 
cultural thing. And my sister, I believe, was um, so-called, thinks she's a Republican because it's somehow like my father. You know what I mean? But she doesn't know what the hell she's talking about. And I, And every time I get the chance, I try to talk her off the ledge. I'm like, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. And I explain things to her. But I don't know if she listens to me. I just don't know. And I find, but I find it personally offensive, frankly, that she is, that if, I don't even want to know, to tell you the truth, if she voted for Trump, because that is disgusting to me. I, and it would really bother me. I haven't asked her and she should really be ashamed if she did. Because it's also, um, I, you know, I'm gay. She knows it. And it's like, what are you doing? It's not just about that, though. Don't be an idiot. Don't be a dupe. And I explained this to her, too. But anyway, all right, let's continue because we only have a few minutes. You know what democracy has given us? Obesity, low rates of literacy. It's oh, given yeah. us divorce, abortion, gay marriage. <laughs> Did I tell you? Liberalism, pornography. Oh, that's okay. what democracy. He loves us. pornography. Ghettos and crime and he loves porn. diversity. Oh, diversity! What a horror! Yeah, track record of democracy not oh, so hi. good. Catholic autocracy, pretty strong. Pretty strong record. Really? Catholic monarchy. Listen to this. Isn't he nuts? Catholic monarchy and just war and crusades. In Inquisitions, pretty good stuff. <laughs> In Inquisition, stuff. pretty good stuff. Inquisition, Catholic monarchy. I, I can't believe it, right? But I can. Inquisition, monarchy, pretty good stuff. That's what they are. They're all like that. That's all of them. That's Mark Meadows. That's Ginny Thomas. They hate democracy, and we are living through their attempt to, to drag us back to the times that the founders fought a revolution to escape. And here's Tara Jr. Jr. Just in time, he woke up. This is the producer. He woke up, and he wanted—it's funny. He's, I saw him waking up like, hey— What's going on over there? Is there a show? So he wants to say, everybody, good night to everyone. Just in time to say good night. But yeah, they're, they're vile. They're absolutely vile. And they don't have the fundamental majority to function in a democracy. That's why they have to lie. You know, if they seriously and sincerely wanted to have a functioning democracy why would you lie yeah it's it's this it's what they did to katanji brown jackson the lies you know what i mean if there was something wrong what what is wrong with them why wouldn't you support her they had to drum up and make up all of the this bs about her record and it is BS. Here's from the AP. And uh, actually, right before I went on air, 
Kay Petrini, our, well, Mike Malloy's education correspondent and a good friend and also um, supporter, patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin sent or forwarded this email that she received. And she was like, how the hell did this end up in my inbox? But it was from... Ha it was from some cesspool, some right-wing cesspool. I know I repeat myself, but... And the title is, How Can We Keep Katanji Brown-Jackson Off the Supreme Court? Fellow patriot, Biden Supreme Court nominee, Katanji Brown-Jackson, has spent her entire legal career going easy on twisted child sex predators and child pornographers. That is a lie. That is a filthy, outrageous, offensive, fascist, filthy, freak-ass lie. But they have to lie. They, they just can't help it because they, they, they don't have anything on their side. They don't have decency. They're not sincerely trying to have a functioning democracy. You understand? That's why they, they lie and have no boundaries. To, to there's no it's a it's a bottomless pit of of filth and they have to go for the most outrageous because they know with the whole with pornography they don't they they know that somebody some kook is gonna kill somebody but they you know going into a pizzeria thinking there's a pedophile ring in a base in a pizzeria without a basement in the basement you know what I'm saying if they sincerely wanted to have a functioning democracy, they wouldn't lie like that. And they're poisoning Katanji Brown-Jackson when, you know, she's she doesn't deserve it. So, well, anyway, if I had more time, I'll get into what piece by piece all of the lies... Maybe another day. So become a patron at patreon.com slash Devlin to keep the real liberal media going and growing. And thank you so much, everybody, for your super chats and for hanging out. And thank you, Stephen Brown, for your super chat. Just ending my Monday hearing from those who are political kin with me is awesome. Thank you so much. Monday. Oh, damn, I, I messed that up. I didn't do the out. We're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy. Guys, thank you so much for hanging out. Whew. We stick together, we win. Yes, Paradu. KBJ will not be stopped and she's she's awesome. She shouldn't be stopped. We should all be proud. They should be proud. What the hell is wrong with them? They they put a monster, a a uh, a bunch of no honor asshole. Oh, well, I'm not supposed to curse. No honor flunkies, handmaids, uh I like beer and dishonorable coup plotters on the Supreme Court, and then they make up crap about actual decent people who are, who are, we should all be proud of, and who are, you know, that's, I mean, it's like Obama, in a way, you know. Obama, 
was not the liberal I, wa I wished for him to be, of course. He got on my nerves because of it and was also pathologically bipartisan to a fault, and it was sickening giving them their, just spitting back at them their very policies uh, as they spit them back in his face. But the fact is, you know, of course they hated him and because they're a bunch of Nazis. If they were sincerely patriotic, they would look at Obama and, and, uh, and his life and say, that's the American dream right there. Someone who, with a, with a funny name, raised by a single parent, who lifts himself up from, by his own merit and his dedication and brain power to rise up to the, yeah, uh, well, he goes to, he goes to a college, a, a prestigious college on his own merit not any legacy appointment and he takes his experience and goes back to his community as a community organizer and they and they mock that when you give back to your community because according to them you're supposed to not give a crap about your community you're just supposed to go and make money for yourself so you can exploit your community. Now, if you got out of college and paid somebody to take all of your exams, like Trump did, and then you used your fake degree that you didn't earn as a way to, I guess, um, to, 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 to front that you somebody, and then you went to work, quote unquote, work, grifting and coming up with different scams to separate people from their money, that's somehow honorable. But if you go back to your community and try to make your community better and, and help make your community a part of the American dream, then you're something to be mocked. You see? That's you, you see how vile and evil they are? They are... They're, they're not small-D Democrats. They hate democracy. I wish I was wrong. Same with Katanji Brown-Jackson. It made it... I teared up. She said that when she, she told the story of being in Harvard, walking through some courtyard, and it's really cold, and she's having self-doubts. And I guess what the look on her face of s stress and wondering, can I do this? And another woman with darker pigment passed her in the hall, in the courtyard, and said to her, persevere. That's all she said. And, you know, that, that touched me, too. Persevere. But... That, oh, that's something to be to not only to mock, but to to poison with lies. Let's sully her to the American to not all the American people, not the normal people, of course, but let's sully her and diminish her and degrade her to 
the filth on the right who want to overthrow democracy and hate America and are so goddamn dumb, they swallow the big lie, like suckling on mother's milk. Right? So, yeah, they're liars. So as far as, just, just so I don't leave that filth of an email hanging out there, Gen- um, here's from the AP. Josh Hawley of Missouri. Judge Jackson has opined there may be a type of less serious child pornography offender. A less serious child porn offender? He tweeted. And here are the facts. She opined no such thing. You see? A lie. She asked questions about it. So Republicans, knowing that their dumbasses are eagerly swallowing every lie that they shovel out there, they just, they, they, they lie. She asked questions. So they, they twist it, take it out of context. Why? Why would you do that? Why would you poison the minds of the American, of some American morons? against their government, against their system of government, against somebody who should be commended and honored and emulated and held out as a as an example and as as a as a point of pride. Look at us. Look at what we what what our country can be. You know, look how far we've come. Look at this person and her life of service and dedication. Look at her family. In spite of the filth on the right, this is a family that has persevered and contributed. Not like the Trump family, right? That family's done nothing but suck on the government teat, but suck on the government, so- on the American soul. But poison, you know, when a, when a tick latches to your skin and gets all fat on your blood, it also sickens the host. That's the Trump family. Bunch of parasites sickening the host. Just disgusting. So if you have to lie, then what's wrong with you? You got to know you're, you're on the wrong side of everything. But they're doing it to, uh, as a means to an end. They're vile. Oh, and then let's lament the divisiveness of both sides. You see, when both sides, there is no both sides, because when we're pointing out the vile disgustingness on the right, it's true. It's actually true. When we send out campaign letters or fundraising letters that say, um, Jim Jordan is unfit. He protects pedophiles. That's true. When we say that, who's the pedophile that ran? Let's see. Uh, the one who couldn't ride a horse. You know what I'm talking about? The freak. The one who got banned from the mall. 
right? It's like these people that they're banned from the mall, but they 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 want to be put in the halls of Congress. Who's the one? The pedophile? Ban? I'm just looking up banned from the mall. Can't ride a horse. Oh, Roy Moore. See, it came up. <laughs> I put in can't ride a horse pedophile banned from the mall. <laughs> and it came up. Roy Moore. All right, guys. We have so much more work to do. But it was a great time hanging out. I had a great time. At least, well, I mean. Yes, Daniel Liberal on the chat. Thank you, Roy Moore. Great time, you know hanging out with you guys I, just that you're here I wish we could be talking about cats or something or, or other kinds of animals even anyway alright I'm gonna hang it up for tonight and let's see when we can have our next gathering if you can become a patron someone if you can even at two dollars a month that helps patreon.com slash tara devlin i know i have to update the patreon page i don't uh, send out those uh door things not door uh, window clings anymore but you if you are a patron and a supporter send me an email at tarabustermedia at gmail.com and I'll send you a mug, a Tarabuster mug. How's that? And others. I mean, if you want, if like the hey, did I? Hey, Haiku, did you send me your address? You gotta do that. And pick out what you want from the store, from the Tarabuster merch store. And I also have to update the store. I need more product. If you have any ideas for products. There's so much work to do. But you can also join us on Discord. And the link is in the description. So in between shows, uh, you can all hang out, post pictures of your animals and your friends and your friendly animals. I know. Wouldn't it be great we could just talk about cats? Look at little Billy Lily playing for the first time in who knows how long being a little just being a cat being a house cat he was so excited to play he was very good he's a very good boy uh, it's gonna be hard to let him go but also nice to get the house back but he's He's a sweetheart. I tell you, I would keep him. I would definitely keep him. If I didn't have three cats already in a th one bedroom, which is pushing it. He's so good. Look at him. Look how cute he is. Laying in my arms. It's like he's only been off the street eight days. That's unheard of. <laughs> River says, I'm a rescuer that keeps them. <laughs> if I had a house, I would probably keep them. I'm just, I'm in a one bedroom. It's all, it's too much. I have a one bedroom and I'm, I'm constantly sweeping and 
and now the 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 uh, my my house cats here are very upset that they can't get into the bedroom, and they're very upset that they're like, "What's going on?" They they're not happy. They every time I open the door, they all try to run in. And then I told you, Ray ran in there and he went over because Billy Lily's in the cage when I, when I'm here, I'll probably, if I'll get him to the point where he could, he'll, I trust him. I don't know. I don't really trust him to be alone in the room. I'm not sure where he'll, what he'll do yet, but we'll get him to the point. And, uh, but Ray ran in there right over to the cage and started hissing at him. I said, how quickly you forget. That was you. That was you, honey, like a year ago. So I kept Ray. Ray was supposed to be a foster. <laughs> but I kept him, and then I said, that's it. I can't. I can't take it no more. It's just a lot. I can't. In one, I, If I had a house, it would be a different story. Maybe one day. I just don't have the room. I don't know what I would... I don't know. It's a lot. It's a lot. I like to keep it clean and it's tough. Got to keep up on it. And then so, someone's always pooping. And then I, I don't like leaving. I got to get up and change everything. You got to keep it clean. Keeping it. And then people say that, you know, they come into my house. They don't, they don't smell any cats. That's good. Not that, you know, whatever. All right. They don't smell. They're good. Everybody's good. And Billy Lily's going to be a great pet for someone. He is also, he's really easy to care for. So uh, he, he needs love. That's all. Like I said, I put medicine in his eye. He let me without a, without a fuss. I clipped his nails. He didn't even struggle. My cat's Tara Jr. Jr., forget about it. He's like, Meah. he's like, I thought you liked me. He's he's such a drama queen. And I cut his nails. And Ray's the same way. He's like, what are you doing? And Francis is like, Meah. they hate it. Billy Lily, he's just like, clip, clip. I was I was in shock. So I don't know. Of course, we don't know his life story. He's definitely young, though. He's going to the vet this week. I gotta get his eye looked at again. He's okay. Poor thing. All right, my friends. I'm so glad we got him, though. I am so glad he 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 survived the winter. Poor guy, right? Let me see a camera. Let me see if I have any more sad pictures of Billy Lily in the snow. Let me see. Sure I do. Oh, here's a picture of a squirrel. Hmm. Well, another day. Oh, there he is. P 
poor guy. Let me see if I can show you. There he is. Whoops. Hey. What happened? Oh, it's too big. That's what happened. There he is where he used to live. Waiting for his food. Aw. Let's see. I, this might be too big to play. Hi, Billy Lily. <laughs> I'm gonna lower it because <laughs> my voice is annoying. Hi, Billy Lily. Look at him. It's raining. Poor guy. He's raining out really hard. Billy Lily. There he is, little Billy Lily. Alrighty, guys, I gotta go. Let's uh, let's see what happens. If you can become a patron, it always makes it a little easier to do a show. I'm trying to think what I have to do on Monday. I feel like I have something to do. That's why I'm hesitating to say I'll see you on Monday, but. We will uh, get together very soon. Remember, we will win. Yes, right? Eve on the chat. He survived the winter. <laughs> yes, personal profile. Can survive winters. Well, I don't want to give anybody any ideas. But he's, he's a survivor, that's for sure. I don't know what happened to him. Why someone did that to him. But somebody, maybe some sick bastard, you know? That's all we can say. Because he is very, he's hand shy. And that doesn't happen unless he's been hit. Somebody hit him. More than once. Somebody abused him. He's really, he's hand shy. You go like this. He's like, you know? That doesn't happen unless he's been abused. So... I'm trying to get him to feel safe. All right, my friends. Listen up. We don't have 12th century mindset. We have the mindset of people who can function in the type of free democratic society that conservatives can only pretend to love. So we will we'll meet together yet again. I don't know, soon, one day soon. Someday we'll do a, we definitely have our Friday get together, but we will definitely see each other one day this week. Not sure when, at least one day, maybe two. So become a patron and maybe one day we'll have a daily show at a set time. But in the meantime, remember, we're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy. Thank you so much, guys, for hanging out. Join our Discord page. You can keep the conversation going and still hang out. But what did I say? Oh, yeah. We stick together. We win. Thank you. And I will see you very soon. <laughs>